0: Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. I'm here with Weekly Standard senior writer and White House correspondent Michael Warren. Michael, thanks for joining us at the Daily Standard Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Eric.
0: So Donald Trump had a speech today on national security. What was the basis for this speech?
1: So the law requires that administrations have a national security strategy, and this is what the administration, the White House, has released uh, Monday morning. This, or I guess, it was sort of Monday midday. Um, uh, a few of us in the in the press got a sneak peek of it, and um, and and this speech at the Ronald Reagan Building, which is literally across Fifteenth Street from the White House, um, is was was the president's introduction of that tr- strategy. Although I will say, having watched the speech, um, there was kind of a, a there was a, a, a dissonance between what he was saying and focusing on, and what's actually in the about 70 pages or so of, of, uh, of strategy. Um, you didn't hear much about the sort of big four pillars of the strategy. Um,
0: this was the written part, talked cor- about four pillars. So what were these four pillars?
1: Um, the first was protecting the American people, and the homelands or sort of the first order of the federal government, uh, promoting American prosperity uh third was preserving peace through strength, kind of idea of building up uh, America's military again. Uh, and the last was advancing American influence uh, in the world um and and that one is uh, was, was sort of the vaguest one. We heard a little bit uh, about those pillars, but for the most part it was kind of a um, a campaign uh, a campaign style, Speech sort of ticking off uh, accomplishments against uh, ISIS, uh, accomplishments um, on the economy, and uh, and also sort of castigating past national security strategies. Both lowercase a Trump
0: speech unless he blasted previous presidents for not doing it the right way.
1: Exactly. Well, I mean, no, but this is actually uh, critical to Trump's sort of political rise as he uh, has been making a case, really he's been making the same case for about 30 years, which is that the elites um, don't get it. They are out of touch. They're stupid. They don't uh, know what it is. That's right. And now it's sort of been tweaked a little bit to suggest that they've been sort of Ignoring or ignorant of what the people want, and uh, and that Trump represents uh, a view, and he's uh, tailored this in in Monday's speech toward national security. uh, uh, That Trump is sort of understands more of what the American people want on national security. It struck me, Eric, a few times during the speech. This was uh, this was so much of Trump as the guy at the end of the bar who's saying, you know, we spend way too much money on. Uh, uh, on overseas wars, or we spend, you know, too much money uh, uh, on foreign aid. Uh, we're getting into these really stupid um, trade deals that don't do us any good. Um, it's the kind of thing that um, is very appealing, I think, to uh, to to the you know the the, the voting public. Um, it's not exactly what was reflected in the national security strategy, which is much more. Um, uh maybe some of the same themes but uh much more uh directed uh toward this idea which the president himself has has, has articulated um, as principled realism this kind of which is which is relatively uh w- relatively old uh, kind of foreign policy viewpoint you know you could say it was the viewpoint of of George HW Bush and sort of the the, the pre-reagan Republicans, um, the James Bakers and those sorts of uh, of people um uh, but sort of a focus on a, a sort of trumpian um, uh, a trumpian flavor of realism, which which says you know there are these competing interests throughout the world. America is just one of those competing interests, and it's our goal to put um, to make sure that uh, essentially we win in in the in that big competition.
0: So one of the things that seemed a little odd, but maybe it was just too subtle for me is this notion of, you know, protecting America first and foremost, and then spreading American influence. Um, there there seems to be at least some conflict there between the notion that you hunker down and um, protect yourself uh, and, on the other hand, reach out and try to spread
1: influence. That's right. I think there, there is a... Um a tension there that isn't isn't resolved. Certainly wasn't resolved with the president's speech, and it's not resolved in the document, which is exactly what you just touched on. Um, I, the idea is essentially that the president, as almost an enlightened, uh, you know, an enlightened uh, leader, will be able to determine which you know interventions or or which places that the Amer- uh, you know Americans are are exerting their influence uh, are the correct ones. Um, and it, it, it stands in contrast to what we heard, say, from George W. Bush, the previous Republican president, um, who released his national security strategy in 2002 and echoed many of the same themes of it, of it in his 2005 second inaugural, uh, which was the idea that um, a, a world in which um, freedom and democracy were um, uh, the world in which America was uh, promoting freedom and democracy and whether that's in a direct way or in an indirect way and in sort of um, uh, there's a line in, in the 2002 uh, introduction uh, that um, is, is something like um, uh, creating a balance of power that lean, you know, that leans toward freedom. Um, th- it is essentially saying that um, the world would be a better place if um if the American values, which which Americans have always believed are universal values about human freedom and, and dignity and that sort of thing, uh, were uh, that that a a tool of our national security should be to promote them, and what this national security strategy does is essentially reject that view, which is says it's it's not a question of using um, those values, uh, promoting those values. Uh, as a tool for our national security. In fact, that has been to the detriment of our national security. Instead, what we need to do is to, uh, again, be realistic about what the various uh, uh, threats and challenges to uh, to our turf uh, in the world are and figure out ways to either stop them uh, or to neutralize them or to uh, uh, find ways to redirect those, uh, in particular in the um Speaking about sort of the big national challengers like China and Russia, redirect them into ways uh, where we can sort of have mutual benefits. Um, It's 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 a different view.
0: The president, um, you know, as opposed to being you know a strict America firster, had a shout out for Vladimir
1: Putin. (laughs) Right, that's right. This is an interesting moment, and I, 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 we were talking about this before we went on air. I don't know if it was in the. Uh, Prepared remarks. This little aside, but uh, it didn't sound like it. Um, There was actually, I would say, the national security strategy itself takes a pretty hard line about Russia. Notes that uh, Russia is is, wants to be a major player um, and is doing things to even undermine our democracy and that sort of thing. Things that the president, again, everybody but the president doesn't, uh, you know, will say, but the president himself won't say. Um, And he notes this in the speech that that Russia is one of these. you know uh, adversaries, sort of adversarial power that is challenging our our um, our role in the world, uh, and then the president makes this aside that I don't know again if it was in the prepared remarks, in which he praises Vladimir Putin, who we spoke with this weekend, um, because Putin. Praised him and praised the CIA's, in particular, uh, uh, gathering of certain uh, amount of intelligence that helped Russia uh, fend off a terrorist attack. Um, it's just an interesting moment to hear him say, sort of from the prepared remarks, um, that Russia is a is a is a dangerous uh, challenger to our power, uh, and then spend probably four times that amount of time praising the leader of that, of that country who is challenging our power, it's, um, it, I think in a bigger sense, shows you sort of the difference between the way Trump um, likes to talk about these things and the way his National Security Council, the people who drafted this, this strategy, a woman named Nadia Shatlow, who, um, who's been working on this for essentially 11 months, um, sort of the way they talk about these, these challenges.
0: Michael Warren, senior writer at The Weekly Standard, thanks for joining us on The Daily Standard podcast. Thank you, Eric. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.